you're listening to Passion Pods number nine with Charlie Matthews from Walk Eat Talk Eat. So mm. what is Walk Eat Talk Eat? Okay, so it is difficult to describe. No, it's a, a bit like a pub crawl but with grub I've described it as but essentially it's all about the food comes first and then we do uh, a loop so we go up Brick Lane round Arnold Circus or up to Columbia Road and back down again and on the way we tell people about the history of the area the stories behind the food which I think is probably my favourite bit because I have not got a head for dates but I can tell you that artichokes were banned for women because of what they were going to do to people's libidos in the 16th century and I love that it's fascinating so that's on a dating tour that I'm doing at the moment because I thought it kind of takes the edge off. If you're there munching something, you've got a shared experience you can talk about, it all makes it a bit easier. So I've made sure all the food uh, have a sort of aphrodisiac twist, but I didn't want it to be chocolate and oysters and champagne, so it's artichokes and coriander spiced beer. So tell me how it started. Have you always like loved food? or? Yeah, but I still don't think of myself as a foodie. But yeah, I guess I, I started out, I loved the area. And I just like how different it is. Like you can get anything you want pretty much up Brick Lane. I'm trying to champion British stuff as best I can. But what I suppose I really like about the area is that there is just everything. But it really came out of two rainy days in France. So I was on holiday. I was a bit bored. And everyone that was there was American or German. And they would not shut up about how awful English food was. And I kept saying, it's not, it's not, it's not. And kept trying to say, yeah, but what about Scotch eggs? Or something like that. And they weren't having it. And so, some reason in my brain, I thought, I'll show them. And just started researching. So, I basically want to show people in the space of three hours, this is much better than you think. It was pretty easy for them because I thought, I can sort of design the website. I'm not great at it, but I can have a go. And I can write it because that's my job. And I can stand up and talk in front of groups. And I love food and I like the area and I know the area. So, all in all, I just thought this is sort of playing to what I know and I can do, really. It's so, so funny how it sort of comes together, isn't it? Yeah. You just need one little catalyst, yeah. often, and then and you're I keep like... thinking, why didn't I do this five years ago? Um, why do you think you didn't do it five years I ago? Know, I didn't have the idea. Yeah, that was <laughs> maybe that. to start with. Um, I was more junior in my job, maybe, and it's only since doing what I do in my sort of day job and having the confidence to stand up in front of a room of a couple of hundred people and hold forth. So it's massive, massively helped mm. having a permanent job, obviously, financially. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't do this without that yeah so, so I can inspire from yes. this treat so we're talking about the tours yes so can we try some yeah so what I've tried to do is because we're inside because then it's nice and quiet but I've tried to get a hint of what we would have if we were out on the tour so we've got bread from St John's bread and wine they've been really good and if we were to do the tour at this time we would go and start with one of their doorstops of a bacon sandwich which are just incredible we don't have bacon so we have the next best thing bacon jam Oh my gosh, amazing. It's incredible. So this is from Adnams, which is in Spitalfields Market. And it's sort of like a chutney. I want to do this showing off of what's great about um, British food. Can I try a bit of Yes, do. And then the other thing we have is some brown sauce. So I'm not really a brown sauce girl, but this stuff is so fruity. And again, this is from Adnams. Oh, look at that. Makes the perfect bacon sandwich, it says. That is amazing. <laughs> How do I describe that? It's bacony. Yeah. But it's like spiced a bit. It is. That is, is delish. So this is from the same place, mm-hmm. and this is brown sauce. We're both really spicy, and I think they work well together. Oh. But we've already had some tea, and that was to represent that we would go to Tea Smith's, which is in Switchfields. There's a bit of a hidden gem, 
and the guy, uh, John, who owns it, is a complete tea geek. And they're all tea geeks. And what is wonderful is that you go in there and you sit along the tea bar and they're excited about it and they can't help but share that excitement and they tell you about it. And we have a couple of different tastings. It's amazing salted caramel chocolate, which is incredible. Just if, you, if you're excited about something, you can't really hide it. And that's what I rather like. I'm going back for more jam. But the thing is, is really exciting for you is that They'll you know what an anyway. amazing community or yeah. set of people that you found or scoured out. Well, I guess they we have something in common, and that is food. And that was obviously the the big thing is that I had this idea, and now how do I make it happen? I need some people, and I need some food. So I traped stuff and down Brick Lane in that area, and just figured out I just need to meet people and chat to them and. Pretty much everyone has been amazing, and I love the reaction. So, like Mason and Taylor have been great because the chef there put something on for us. So, start out doing beef tea, which was this sort of restorative wartime drink, which is great for a hangover. And then they have Cullen Skink now, which is lovely and warming and hearty. Um, and then there's the ice cream parlour at the top of Brick Lane, and they do was it rhubarb crumble ice cream lollies and apple pie ice cream lollies. That sounds like my really kind of stuff. And and again, they're just so nice, and they they get to try out different flavours and give it a go and. And the people on the tour get to try something pretty cool. So. Really, really hard for you to choose it is. which ones to stop a lot. Do you have regular stops that you do yeah. on each tour then? Yeah, so I think probably I've got about 15 to 20 stops in total that we've visited at some point. But I've never done the same tour twice still, which is nice because I'm always finding something new I want to try out. Because I don't want it to get stale, I suppose. But there are I've got my favourites and I really do build it around maybe six or so of those the people have been so helpful and they look after the tours you know they, they make sure that these people have a good time because we do them on Sundays mainly and it's the busiest day of the week and they don't need my business but it's the idea of it and it kind of all works rather nicely together yeah but again it's that kind of community isn't it you're yeah. building links with an area and yeah. kind of making a network and introducing the them to one another which I quite like so through Twitter like meeting some of the street food vendors and then there's one guy the rib man who's just been brilliant at you know saying have you met this person this person he was the one that told me that they were talking about the tours on Danny Baker's show on BBC London and you know I don't have money to buy advertising space or anything but if Danny Baker's willing to talk about the Russian roulette of curries we do then I'm a very happy happy bunny so. <laughs> that's the best yeah, ever massively yeah. I think that's so much it's the same with passion pots I mm. so wanted to in time to have a network you know in life you're always saying oh you must if you're going there Absolutely. you must meet this person yeah. and actually to have a place or a tour or mm. whatever it is that can connect people you don't get any nasty people or you don't really meet nasty people doing these things because for you I guess everyone you're talking to is excited about something tell me what has been your biggest challenge setting this up Probably time, because I'm doing it in evenings and at weekends. But when you're doing something for yourself, you don't really even notice it. It doesn't feel like work. So I could sit there and you know do a couple of hours after work, and it, it was fine. But I think it, I keep thinking it would be lovely if I just if there was one extra day in the week. I would really use that very, very well. But yeah, I think it's probably been that, that it's been a massive case of juggling things. I want it all. I want everything to work. So I want to be able to keep my tools going. But I love my day job and I wouldn't want to step away from that at all. So it's just a case of plugging away and making sure that you kind of apply... I think I want to apply myself to everything. And I've been just setting myself little sort of... Right, for this hour, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do admin, email stuff, and then for this hour, I'm going to just look up who that street artist is because there's one street we go to, Redchurch Street, that every week it seems to change. So people are constantly tagging over it. Which is a real shame because there's some really beautiful commissioned 
pieces up there and then they've got these tags over it and it kind of it's a bit weird to say it defaces the street art but yeah trying to keep up on that is keeping on my toes I think the tour group can tell the minute you start working from a script because I see a lot of the there's obviously the Jack the Ripper tours go around here some of those just look like they don't really feel it because I guess they're just paid guides where when I'm doing it I feel like I'm doing it for the love really and it doesn't feel like a script because I walk along the street and think oh yeah there was this thing I was going to tell you about crime in the 1800s and these crazy gang lords they used to so it should feel more like a conversation than me stood and presenting to them I think well, that's what I like it to feel like and um, so the future for walkie talkie you're moving away I'm going to New York I'm going to give it a go over there if I have time it'll be great there's a lot more competition out there and also just the sort of laws around doing something like that I've been finding out about you have to have a license to be a guide I really love New York but I don't have the same passion for it yet that I do about here and I, I think I'd be better off finding those people that are already there or would be willing to go through that exam and I'll again just sort of look after it also I think it'd be weird for an English girl to run a tour in New York it feels like it's a bit of an odd setup but yeah I'm certainly going to look into it look again more research I know <laughs> but you're still ticking over in London yes but I need more tour guides they're a difficult breed to find I thought that I would go for stand-up comics. I thought it would be a brilliant group of people to feed into. But a lot of it is just you have to be able to chat to someone you've known for two seconds and make them feel really comfortable and like they're having fun. And also timekeeping. You have to be able to hit certain times. So there are a few different sort of skills involved. Really hard, time. especially mm. on a Sunday. Yeah. In East London, it's like you need your elbows. Yeah, like massively. so busy. Yeah. You really need to yeah have your wits about you, know what you're doing and... It's basically, it's herding cats, isn't it? Because you're, you're shepherding a group of people that don't know the area necessarily. So I'm leaving it in the very, very capable hands of my two tour guides, uh, Rob and Joe, who are brilliant. It's tricky because they two have full-time jobs. And Rob also is a stand-up comic, so they're busy. But they're excited about it. I'm finding it hard not to be the one out there doing the tours. But yeah, kind of letting it go. I feel like a bit of a mother hen. I think I'm probably smothering them and mothering them it's, to an extent. It's a big, big change yeah. for you when it's your, your creation. Yeah, it's my baby and yeah. I'm, it's out there. What was really weird was last weekend I was in Brick Lane and came across my tour being run by my friend Rob and that was like an out-of-body experience. It was so strange and I thought, these people don't know that it's me but I've been talking to them for about two months and now they're there eating that food and they look happy and it was so nice to see. When you create anything yourself though, mm. isn't it? It's that basic feeling that's not describable of just kind of satisfaction yeah like massively this. yeah it's so nice to have something that is entirely my own that I don't have to attribute to anyone else and it's it's just fun I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun I think the thing I'm just really conscious of is that I need to keep it in check like it's small and it's new I only started this in November it's grown really well isn't and, it? and that's the thing because it's good in a way because I don't have budget to be spending on advertising and stuff I'm just using Twitter and word of mouth really and TripAdvisor as well and so far the, the reviews have been really good but it's meant that I can keep it at a pace that I can deal with and what's been really good and, and it's sad that I haven't been able to take them up on it yet but I'm getting emails now from companies that want to sell the tours and it's horrible for me to go mm, not yet like, I don't want to run before I can walk and there are only three of us that do it got this job anyway so I think I need to be careful I don't want to over promise um, and also but, for yourself you want to make sure that it's not taking away from yeah, what you initially start absolutely yeah it could really run away with itself I think if I'm not careful there's so. a time and a place for that this week yeah yeah true it's coming <laughs> but it's little things like seeing the descriptions of the tour on other companies websites so now I write the materials like the emails that go out to people write the blurbs on their websites because it's a brand you've created yeah brand. it is and you let it slip and it all starts 
running away. Do you want to try some other food? There's oh, more. There's more. Are you joking? No, there are two other things. Why don't they? What a ridiculous question, of course. So we've got, if I was taking you on this tour, we would go up to Full Stop, which is this new little coffee shop and bar that's opened at the top of Brick Lane, and it's lovely. And so they do this brilliant hot chocolate that's 70% Ecuadorian cocoa. All the coffee there is brilliant. So coffee chocolate is the closest we could come. Handmade in England. It's obviously, the beans aren't there. It's from Dominican. But we are to imagine that we're actually drinking hot chocolate. That is so good. Real mm. coffee. Um, and then the last thing we have, the area here obviously is we've got a massive Bangladeshi community and so we have some Indian sweets. And I went into the shop yesterday and asked for some recommendations. This is what we came out with. You're so, so sweet. <laughs> I don't know what this one is. It's incredibly sweet. And then the other one is pistachio, so I'm sure that's going to be lovely. So, incredibly so I'm going to go for the plum-shaped one. Yeah. Mmm, good. So that's like, that is basically like wet. a cake that has been soaked in syrupy goodness. Mm. That's good, though. Oh, this is nice. It's like dairy butter tablet, but with pistachio. What inspires you? I think other people loving it as well. That I really like seeing people throw themselves into things. So, for example, the red man who's there on Brick Lane most weekends, last time I saw him, he'd said he'd been there some, since 3am, and it was... God, it must have been two in the afternoon, because he does these um, slow-roast pork ribs that are to die for. But to slow roast, you need to be there a long time. And I just thought that is commitment. I think that's incredible. I think it's just nice to see people applying themselves and working hard. And none of the people that I work with have had things just given to them. Like All the, like, all the people that you've got on Passion Pods, they're, they're doing something and they're doing it well because they push themselves to keep going. And I think if you don't do that, then you're not really going to get anywhere. Well, you're so. not going to start either right. as well. That's the other or it thing. just lives as an idea and it's never anything more. If someone was thinking they had an idea for a mm. tour or they're into their food or whatever, what advice I would, would you say give? I would say research, 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 because you need to know what you're getting yourself in for. And I think be gracious about people giving you advice, because I've found that everyone I speak to, everything they say to me starts with, you know what you want to do? And most of the time I'd say maybe that I've, I've thought of it, but what I love is that they're so keen for it to do well, and they've got their own ideas, and they want to help. It can be hard sometimes, though, when you've got ownership of something. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah, receiving yeah, yeah. that gracefully is a great bit of advice. Mm. Yeah, you do. I think because they're trying to offer you something, and if you just go, yeah, I thought of that, that's not nice, it's not kind to them. Take it all in and use what you need, I think. What's the best thing for you about having walkie-talkie? In a way, it could have been anything. So I used to do these bad taste pub quizzes and if I'd applied myself to that a bit more then I think I'd have the same feeling. It is just that it sounds really smug but it's that satisfaction of I had that idea, I built the website, I wrote it, I researched it, I made the links and now I walk people around Brick Lane and they have fun. And what I've loved most about the tours is that every single one I've done, I've left it, and I think everyone else has left it, feeling like it's just a group of friends. That's a really nice experience for someone that is essentially a tourist and they're outside of this. And if you can do that in the space of three hours, I think you're onto a winner. So um, it's the satisfaction from seeing them all have a good time and knowing that it was a good idea. It's got to be one little idea that you just don't forget about and that you you figure out a way of doing it because I feel like a couple of years ago you know we've all been going through a recession and I had lots and lots of cuts in the agency that I was working in and I was just clinging on to my job and it's nice now to a have a job that I love but have something on the side that is purely my own and I guess it's just the same as having a hobby if you can do something that you enjoy and keeps you going then that's I think the secret really and it's nice to have. You have been listening to Passion Pods number nine with Charlie Matthews from Walkie Talkie.